good morning good afternoon and good evening the next 24 hours are going to be amazing from the book house of foxes i'm narrating one chapter every week it's pavish bitter chapter 30 building money blocks Ted picked up the phone and dialed a number. It was for Uzbekistan boxing president Mr. Mafur Karimov. He did not speak English. It was his assistant who answered the phone. "Hello, I'm Ted Shaw, CEO of Ibgo. Tell Mr. Mafur Karimov that I want to meet him." Is he available next week at the Euro Boxing Cup? Ted wanted to meet him during his visit to a boxing event in London. But there was a minor problem that Ted was not aware of. Mafur was banned from traveling outside his country. He had an international warrant against him, which meant that he could get arrested the moment he landed on any other land so ted had to travel to uzbekistan ted met mafur at his office in the city center it had a panoramic view over the city Ted presented the concept of the World League of Boxing to him and invited him to be a part of this boxing revolution. Mafur said something to his assistant and she translated Mr Karimo wants to talk to you about the World League of Boxing but he wants to know if it will be a part of world games qualifying event that had not thought about this karimov again asked his assistant to translate if you make it a world games qualifier then i would be interested in the league think about it till then enjoy our hospitality his assistant continued mr karimov will like to see a detailed plan of the league and the financial details he would like to study it ted flew back to lazan to prepare the same ted's next trip was to azerbaijan He was received with the highest protocol ever. A blonde woman picked him up from the airport in a black Jaguar. It had brown leather upholstery and a small fridge in the back seat containing a close bottle of Cheval Blanc 1947. 
and an open bottle of Domaine de la Romanée Conti. The lady spoke fluent English and dropped him at the JW Marriott Hotel. She told him, I will pick you up in the morning. Please let the reception know if you need anything. And I mean anything. Ted was resting in his room when his phone rang. Sir, we have a spa arranged for you. Please call us whenever you're ready and one of our staff will escort you to the spa. The voice on the phone said. Ted was exhausted from his travel but was curious to enjoy the spa. After a brief period, he called back to reception. And 5 minutes later, he heard a knock on his door. A young lady asked him to follow her to the spa. Ted followed her into a big room. There was a reception desk to the right side of the entrance. They walked by and proceeded towards a private room. The room was decorated with paintings and candles. The lady greeted Ted at the door of the private room, which had a massage table, a big bed next to the large windows, and a private jacuzzi on the terrace. Opposite the big bed, a big enough for 4 to 5 people. The masseuse waiting near the massage table was tall and blonde, dressed in a satin red gown. She did not speak English very well. She gave him a glass of champagne and a white robe and asked Ted to change into that robe. Ted obeyed. Ted removed his robe and lay down on the massage table. The sound of water waves being played in the background mesmerized him. She covered him with a scented body oil which put him into a deep sleep. "Would you like a wash?" asked the lady. Ted in his subconscious replied, "Yes." Then she asked Ted to follow her to the bathtub. He covered himself with a towel and walked into the tub. He took a big gulp of the champagne and closed his eyes. He heard the sound of the door opening, but he did not open his eyes. He sensed slow movement around him. He heard steps walking towards him but he still did not open his eyes he was in his zone relaxing which he had not experienced in long time the masseuse removed her clothes and entered the tub but this time she was not alone with her 
there were two women inside in the tub. He met the president of Azerbaijan Association the next day at his office. They spoke about the development of boxing and bringing the World League of Boxing to Baku. Ted had expected a positive interest from the president. What he did not expect, what the president was about to say next. He, to his translator, said to Ted, I am willing to be an investor in the World League if you promise to take care of my athletes in the next World Cup. We want to build a strong culture of boxing in my country. We want to be like Cuba in the next 10 years. And I am sure you would help us to achieve that in every way. Right, Mr. Ted? Ted left for Lausanne after that meeting. In Lausanne, the launch date of the World League of Boxing was set into stone. A bid proposal was sent out to the national members. The estimated cost to run a team of 12 to 14 boxers with supports and coaching staff in addition to operations and logistics was forecasted to $1.5 million. This was way too much money for national federations that were already struggling to run their local programs and projects. Moreover, most of them had zero full-time employees. It was a regular meeting during which the sports director said, if we want to build a league like the Champions League, we have to create a champion product. We have to create and attract talent. We have to attract TV. Else, we will create a white elephant like stadiums in Greece. Dead did not like the underlying reality in his opinion. And he screamed, You don't know anything about boxing. I have seen boxing and the meeting ended. Nine countries were shortlisted after a long day of discussion. Russia, Ukraine, Mexico, Argentina, Germany, Turkey, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan and Azerbaijan. Ming-Fu made sure these countries got on board but there was one country missing to complete the competition bracket. Ted said to Ming-Fu, President, we need to have a team from the USA. It has the great legacy of Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray, Mike Tyson and most importantly, it is a big TV market we need them, but they have not shown any interest in bidding for the World League. 
Ming was confused. He called his friend in the USA and said, "We need to have a team from the USA." "My friend, I need your support to make it happen." The voice on the other side replied, "We can do it, but we need to convince NCAA and the USA Olympics to make it happen." He called Ming Fu after 3 weeks and said, "I spoke to them. They did not agree. They don't want to involve their amateur boxers into professional competitions. Also, it harms their world games qualification system." This was a deadlock. There had to be a different way for the professionals to compete in the world games qualification. A new genre Semi-pro was invented to satisfy the World Games qualification path. There was one more hurdle. The USA had defined rules to operate a commercial business. If the business or project generates revenue, it must have a commercial legal entity in the USA. As the boxing national members hold an honorary position, they are not allowed to hold another commercial position to avoid conflict of interest thus ted put forward his name to lead the usa organization a new legal entity world league of boxing usa was created ted and ming fu's school friends were made directors of that company The stage was set and the 10th country was finalized Slowly and steadily the old network of shahid was dismantled by Ming Fu Throughout the history of world whenever an empire collapsed oz or was taken over the new king either imprisoned all the ministers or killed them in 21st century enslaving or killing is a crime in most parts of the world shahid had built a deep state system an ecosystem which was nurtured and sustained with bribes or threats everyone was entangled in the web of self-interest If one of them is taken down he could bring down the whole ecosystem hence they had to protect each other to protect themselves refereeing was one such ecosystem ted being a referee knew the bond and the camaraderie between the referees it was an an unwritten code to stay together even when the heavens fell going against the code meant being an outcast especially from officiating in future boxing events it was a group of elite 7 the most experienced referees who would officiate in the important matches the group was also involved in negotiations on behalf of their national federations representing 
other official interests. They were basically the unelected representatives of referees. Shahid had built this system to keep control over them. He took very good care of them and in return they were loyal to him. For Ted to clean the sport this ecosystem needed to be broken. He was once a part of it himself. To circumvent their bond Ted introduced referee certification levels to build a merit-based system. This move was a masterstroke to improve governance and brand reputation of the sport in the eyes of the sporting world. The best part of this reform was that no one in the boxing world could openly oppose it. Ted worked over 16 hours daily, constantly traveling to secure his objectives. This non-stop mode was taking a toll on his patience. His ambitions to improve things fast was relentless. He hired new staff to oversee the World League of Boxing, which meant additional cost on the IGO even though there was no sight of any revenues in future. One morning, Ted received an email from finance manager. He immediately called Ming Fu. President, we are running out of money. We won't be able to pay the salaries of our staff after six months. Do what you have to do to handle the crisis. Give me solutions, Mingfu replied on the other side of the phone. Mr. President, but we need money to launch the league. Ted was nervous. I will take care of it. You take care of running the HQ. Mingfu hung up the phone. It was a late Friday night. Ted still wasn't able to find the solutions to Epco's financial woes. He couldn't sleep, so he switched on his TV. It was a TV show called The Apprentice. The host of the show was a real estate mogul, Donald Trump, and now ex-president. He was talking to Dennis Rodman, the Chicago Bulls ex-basketball player. In the show, Dennis was leading a project to create a luxury brand for Melania Trump, Donald Trump's wife. The project was creatively built, except the fact that Dennis's team spelt Melania's name incorrectly on the brand material. Donald Trump fired Dennis Rodman from that show. This triggered a shockwave in Ted's body. He opened his laptop and sent an email to Ibgo's financial manager. Cancel all the new hires and give me the minimum number of people required to run the HQ. Signed, Ted. End of chapter.
Voices is produced by Bhavish Pitar. Music by Anchor. Please check it out on my website, houseoffoxes.com, where you can also download the ebook or buy a paperback copy. I would love to know your feedback. And if you like this episode, please share it with your friends. You don't want them to miss out on this one. Oh yes, one last thing before I sign out. Breathe. Have a wonderful day. Great things are coming your way.